Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Far Better on the Scattered Abroad Network. We're so glad that you've taken time to stop in and listen to me rant and ramble, I guess, this season. I'll tell you this. Normally, I'm more structured, okay? I'm doing it right now. I'm normally more structured, but I decided that I wanted to just storytell for most of this season, see how I liked it, see how I felt it goes, and then get more structured going forward with some of these other seasons with some more teaching teaching But I wanted to start off on a personal level, I guess. We're talking about Crohn's disease most of this season. And not a lot of people know what that is. And I'll be honest with you, I think I've said this before so far this season, but I don't know what it is completely. Uh, Matt Jones years ago said, what's Crohn's disease? And I I would explain to him, and he'd say, but what's Crohn's disease? You're, You're explaining symptoms. What is it? Well, beats me. I don't know. This is part two of my time at the Memphis School of Preaching and how Crohn's disease affected that. I already mentioned in the very first episode of this season where I was discovering a problem that one of the things that happened was I lost a lot of weight. Well, I got married in January of 2015, So January 2nd, 2015, almost six years ago. Hard to believe. I got married, and one of the things my dad did for me before I went to Memphis School of Preaching, before I got married, was he said, hey, you need suits. Let's go get you a bunch of suits. And so we went to Coach Clothing. By the way, men, you're looking for a suit? Go to Coach Clothing. Great place. They're always at PTP. You can find their information online. Uh, They're located in Alabama. And so if you're looking for a place to get some suits, go to Coach Clothing. I promise you, you won't regret it. So we go to Coach Clothing at PTP, and we get me some suits, and then we go to Joseph A. Banks to get them all altered. And while I'm there, Dad says, hey, let's pick out another suit. So we pick out another suit, and I'm being spoiled as all get out. And we get them altered, and they come back, and I, I mean, I loved those suits. Loved them. And I came out one night after I'd been in school about a month and a half. And I showed Megan, my wife, that they didn't fit anymore. Now, in truth, you can let those suits, you know, you can take those suits in, but you can't really alter jackets. If you're going to alter a jacket on a suit, it's final. You know, pants, you can let them out, let them in, let them out, let them in. There's not really an easy way to do that with jackets, if any at all. And so I boxed those suits up, and I had to buy new clothes. The sad thing about that is, I'm a student at the Memphis School of Preaching. What do preachers normally wear? They wear suits. And so I had to come up with a way to get four to five suits. And so for a very long time, I wore khaki pants and sport coats. Because that's all we could afford and it's all we had. 
don't get me wrong. That's that's a completely acceptable way to to dress. But I mean, I had nice suits, and I go from that to khaki pants, a sport coat, and limited options of what I would wear with that shirt and tie wise. And so I'm having to slowly rebuild my wardrobe, and, and that costs money. I mean, you think about all the things that you have right now that you have to wear. Just stop and ask yourself, if you had to buy a completely new wardrobe, wouldn't that stink? And see, I'm, I'm, I guess, you know, they say today, you're extra. I'm extra when it comes to clothes. I've always been that way. I'm not so much that way now, but... I have been that way for many years in my life, and so I would have five to six pairs of jeans and 20 to 30 polo. I mean, I'd build up, okay? And you have to start over from scratch. You can't afford to buy 20 to 30 polos right then. Can't afford to do that with jeans. Can't afford to do that with anything. Dress shirts. I mean, the only thing that I had that I didn't have to to get a replacement for were ties, and even those are still harder to deal with once you go through this whole process of I'm now a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller. So you got to go through all of this stuff. And on a shoestring budget. That was tough. But probably the worst that I dealt with while I was at MSOP was when we would go on a campaign or the restoration trip that we took. I'm going to talk about both of them, and then I'm going to gear us towards, uh, again, looking at the idea of suffering from a biblical perspective. Let's start with the campaigns, because those weren't near as bad. They were rough, they were difficult, but I was able to get through them pretty easily. I tell people now, if if I go to do a gospel meeting, one of the things I've said over the years is, Because of my illness, it is better for me to basically pick what I eat based on how I'm feeling. You know, I I can't eat certain foods, and it's easier to just go with what I know rather than go to a potluck meal and see all of this food and have to tell somebody that has worked so hard to feed me, if I eat what you give me, I'm going to get sick. Not every place can accommodate that, of course, and so sometimes I just have to send a detailed list of what I can and can't have. That's tough. That's not easy. But we go on campaign, and you don't stay in a hotel. Typically speaking, you stay in some brother or sister who's at that congregation of where you're visiting, and they're kind enough to put up these individuals. I went on two different campaigns when I was at MSOP that I can remember off the top of my head, the ones that stick out the most, one in Tupelo, Mississippi, and another one in Georgia, in Duluth, Georgia. Both of those were pretty easy. I was up front with everybody when I went up there, and I told them, hey, it's kind of difficult. But I'll start with the Tupelo one and kind of explain to you what, what kind of happens. So Tupelo has, it was the Skyline Church of Christ, and this congregation was so kind to give food for everybody. I mean, they, they provided everything. Just many of the days it happened to be stuff that I couldn't eat. And so the dilemma that I was in was we would get up early in the morning, get up to the building, eat a small breakfast, muffins, donuts, whatever, 
And then we'd go out and door knock for three to four hours, and then we'd come back, eat lunch, and then you go back out and door knock again for another three to four hours. Then you go back to the house that you're staying at, you rest for maybe an hour, and then you're getting dressed again so you can go down and eat dinner and then go up to the, the building for the gospel meeting that's going on in the evening. And so it's a it's a full day, you know, from Sunday through Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, and you're coming home on Friday or, or late Thursday night. And so if you're going to eat, you got to have time to eat. And it was difficult sometimes because I'd have to go and get what I knew I could eat because if I don't eat the right thing and I have to use a restroom, it's kind of hard to do when you're door knocking. Hi, how are you? We've never met before. Do you mind if I use your bathroom real quick? That doesn't seem to go over well. And so it was difficult going through both of those. Duluth was a little bit easier. Uh, We kind of informed them ahead, and I knew some of the people that were there, and so they allowed me to kind of help pick some of the meal that I was able to eat, which was nice. It really did help. But that was the the biggest struggle with the campaigns was eating. And you got to eat. But, man, if the restoration trip wasn't the worst on my health. Um, remember, I, I told you I got diagnosed six months into my time at MSOP. I went on the restoration trip two to three months in to my time at Memphis School of Preaching. So I had not yet been diagnosed with Crohn's disease yet. And we go on this long bus trip. Now, overall, the trip itself, awesome trip. Going on it while sick, not so much. I had so many problems. I had to have a donut pillow because it was painful to sit down for a long time and all, all of these types of things that are just so pleasant to have to deal with. And I, I really believe, I think I spent a good majority of that trip going back and forth between the restroom and my seat. And it's hard to relax and to rest when you're dealing with that. And then you're going to these places that have really good food, but it's a preset menu. Most of the places we went. And a couple of the places we went, it was a preset menu with stuff that there's no way I could have had. Again, great food. But if I'm smart, I'm not eating that. you're going through this whole trip, and you kind of feel like you missed out. You know, my wife was able to go on the trip with me. It was a wonderful time for us to be together, but, you know, it was kind of a long and difficult trip because the whole time that you're on that trip, you're not feeling well. The restoration trip was a wonderful experience, and I wish I could have done it without being sick. Because I legitimately felt so bad. We would get to the hotel rooms at night and I would just kind of collapse into bed many times. By the time I finally would get up to sleep or finally felt like I was ready and willing to do something, it's, okay, I'm, I just, I need to go to bed. I don't feel good. What's the point of suffering? Well, I know most people don't like this idea and they really want to push it away and not consider that this is the truth. But suffering is a punishment. Again, not not that I'm saying that if you get some unexplainable illness that you can't really figure out why it happened that you deserve to have that, but 
Suffering is a sin's consequence on mankind. Mankind sinned. And you can say, well, I I wasn't there in the Garden of Eden. But scriptures tell us that we all come from Adam. We're all one. And therefore, the offspring of sinners are born into a sinful world. And because Adam and Eve were sinners, there has not been another man or woman that has lived on this earth, reached the age of accountability, and neglected to sin except Jesus. You know, Christ suffered because of us, though. He never committed any sin. No sin. And yet, 1 Peter 3.18 tells us, Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Can you imagine that? Jesus did nothing wrong. And yet he willingly came to this earth and suffered for you and for me. All the while knowing that many of the very people he suffered for would deny him, reject him, crucify him afresh. And yet he still did that for you and for me. I think I've said this before in this season, I may not have, but sometimes your actions and my actions go beyond consequences for just us. You know, let me illustrate it this way. Driving home a couple years ago and a deer jumps out in front of my wife's car and I hit it. Well, that deer jumping out in front of my car did not just affect that deer's life. Although, I don't remember finding a deer body, so it probably lived, which is amazing. But it didn't just affect that deer. It affected my life, because I now had to deal with all these repairs for the car. It affected my mental health for a few miles as I was driving back home. Consequences of our actions stretch far and beyond just us. Jesus suffered Because of you. Because of me. Why should I be exempt from suffering? I'm no better than he is. I'm not even close. Thanks be to God that he was willing to do that for us. Now, next week, we'll be back together for another episode talking about my research study in Tibio. And so thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. 
We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.